You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how are you? I am fantastic. Even though my Steelers just embarrassed themselves over the weekend and I had some rough luck in the fantasy world, I couldn't be happier. I was going to say, you might be fantastic. The Steelers are not. It. it Ooh. It felt like another nail in Big Ben's coffin on Sunday against the the Bengals. Yes, uh, it, it's over. Uh, the, hopefully, everyone realizes that as soon as the season ends and rides off on a horse, and they get back to uh, should be a fun off season. That's that's kind of, I'm getting to that point almost, and that's very odd for me. It's not even December, and the big talk in Steelerland is off season. Yeah, that's, that, weird. that's not normal for Steelers fans or, or, or followers, but uh, it's it's interesting because that's where a lot of dynasty players are right now. If your yeah right, if your right. record is not great, you're starting to look at that class of 2022. You're looking at uh, maybe some moves you can look uh, you can make in the off season. So. Uh, it's fitting at least, uh, is it, it sounds like it's a foregone conclusion that he is gone from Pittsburgh. Do you think big Ben cooperates and and retires or will he try to latch on somewhere else? I don't know. I really hope they don't sit down and talk and decide to give it one more year. I can't imagine him playing anywhere else. I just greatly fear that there's a still a sliver of a chance he returns here, which would make me want to pull my eyeballs out Uh, as an outsider. um, And knowing, knowing way less than you about this team. I, I I can't imagine that. I can't even see that just based on kind of the national perspective. And, and I don't know that that would be rough. Uh, I don't know how that could possibly be the answer. Let's not talk about it anymore because if it happens, I'm going to lose. Let's move on. Uh, It is Tuesday. We're talking some dynasty transactions today. As always, we'll start with waiver wire targets. And Matt, as we've been saying the past couple of weeks, the the waiver wire is getting very thin in most leagues as, as uh, is kind of the norm uh, on an annual basis. When, when we get to this point in the season, not much out there. Uh, we did have a lot of injuries, unfortunately, uh, this past Sunday and this this past weekend of, of football. So maybe that sparks up some waiver targets, but in general, it, it's rough. Of course, we saw Christian McCaffrey uh, go down with that ankle injury. Uh, didn't didn't seem to be that bad, but we found out later yeah. it must have been because it is ending his season. CMC is done for the year. Uh, his dynasty value is in flux to say the least. And, and we'll have plenty of time now to try to figure out where his value sits. In the meantime, Chuba Hubbard. Real quick on McCaffrey. Just, I know we will talk about it a lot, but you'd have to drop him in your, your dynasty running back ranks now. Right. I and mean, it's just one too many injuries. It's all the time. Yeah. I, I already had, uh, I, yeah, I had, we both I, had did, yeah. I had Jonathan Taylor. I had Deandre Swift. I had Najee Harris above him. I think that's where I had him. I think I had him at four, uh, and I would move him down even further based on this. Um, you want Zeke ahead of him, and and really all the running backs kind of in that group. Uh, Elliott, Cook, Kamara, 
and now Saquon. and now McCaffrey all dealing with some injuries. It looks like Saquon is back, so maybe he's the one uh, who can take advantage of of this and uh, see his value bounce back to where it once was. Uh, but with that McCaffrey injury, Chuba Hubbard uh, hopefully didn't hit the waiver wire uh, in in most dynasty leagues, but maybe in shallow leagues. People gave up on him. He might be out there. Amir Abdullah is maybe the more interesting player. Of course, the Panthers yeah, yeah. are on by this coming week, so neither of these guys will help you then. They've got a nice matchup uh, the week they return, which I believe is against the Jaguars or Falcons. Ah, I can't remember. I think it's the Falcons. Yeah, Falcons. Yeah. That sounds right. Uh, nice matchup that first week back in week 14. It gets tough after that with the Buccaneers, the Bills, among others. So that would actually push me to Amir Abdullah, who's been the pass catching back there. Uh, we we kind of know what he is. He can help you, I think, in the short term and, and not much more. Uh, Dalvin Cook, we already mentioned that name, suffered an injury. Not not clear how long he, he will be out. Uh, Mike Zimmer playing at Coy, but it seems like he'll miss a couple of games at least. Uh, of course, Alexander Madison most likely already on a dynasty roster. The rookie, though, Kene Nwangu, uh, well done. should get some, some increased playing time. He's He's been ex- an explosive playmaker in special teams. Maybe we'll get a chance uh, in the backfield as well. Uh, and then some of the other names that, again, rostered in most dynasty leagues, I would think. Boston Scott, we saw Miles Sanders go down once again with an injury. We'll talk more about him later in this episode. Taysom Hill looks to be getting his shot, certainly rostered in super flex leagues already, but he might be out there right. in those single quarterback leagues, and he can certainly help you based on what we see. Do we think they're going to go that direction? I mean, it, it, they certainly should. They need to change something up on that offense. Yeah, there were there were some reports yesterday that uh, that Taysom would be getting the the first team reps, uh, and his status was just a matter of, uh, or his starting status, I guess, was just a matter of his health. Uh, okay. So it it sounds like they're moving to Taysom Hill. It's intriguing. And and I'm with you. They've they've got to change something. Simeon was yeah. was fine, but he he's not going to lead them fault, to the playoffs. But, no, right, right. No. I agree. Uh, the, the Titans have just been ravaged by injuries. A couple of guys getting a chance because of that. Dontrell Hilliard played well on Sunday. Nick Westbrook-Akine is a guy we've we've talked about on the waiver wire already this year. He's, he's back in the mix with both Julio Jones and A.J. Brown on the injured reserve. More injuries, Matt. Uh, Foster Moreau might get a chance. Darren Waller is week-to-week with a knee injury. Uh, Foster Moreau is a player I like. Uh, Dan Arnold in Jacksonville, his season could be done. He also suffered a knee injury. James O'Shaughnessy is the is uh, the new starter there, it looks like. And Brevin Jordan. This one more of a stash. I don't know if you want to use Brevin Jordan in your lineups uh, this season moving forward, but uh, a, a deep stash, the rookie tight end for the Texans. So That's kind of the quick version of all the names you need to know for your dynasty waiver wires this week, as we warned, pretty ugly. Matt, what I really want to focus on in this episode, we'll we'll continue our buy low trade target uh, series. We talked AFC players last week, and really what we're doing here is looking at some players who have been popular buy low targets. These are not necessarily my recommendations or yours, but just looking at some trade data from Dynasty League football. Uh, these are players that have been traded often 
and their price uh, has, has certainly gone down since uh, the offseason or since the season started. And just trying to decide if these players are worthy by low targets. Let's start in the NFC East. Already mentioned that name, Miles Sanders. Uh, had had come back from the injury, looked looked pretty good back in week 11, but this, this past week... Uh, not not so much. Reaggravated the injury. We saw Boston Scott play well. We saw Kenny Gainwell get the passing down work. And I don't know if Sanders is in the doghouse again or if it's the injury again. But regardless, it's not great. His his price has obviously dropped. Are you willing to to go after him at this uh, this new price tag? Yeah, I've been burned by him before, and I think that the inconsistency might be the word that we remember him most with when his career is all said and done. But I love that offensive line and the whole running scheme they have going there now. Um, It's kind of odd, but I mean, we have... Uh, I do a Thursday Steeler preview show, and every week Merrill Hodge joins us, and we do a big segment, and unprovoked... Two or three times over the last couple of years, he has just said, I think Miles Sanders is the most talented running back in the whole league. I'm like, Merrill, okay. Wow. I mean, yeah. I mean, he was a five-star recruit, grew up right around here at Woodland Hills High School, went to Penn State. And I think he learned a few bad habits from Saquon. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that it doesn't always just take what's there. A little bit inconsistent. But I do think there's a really high ceiling there. Yeah, I still do as well. Uh, I'm just not sure we're going to get to see it, at least uh, in this offense. As we did last week, we want to look at some actual trades that have gone down recently over the past week or two with each of these players and see if uh, if we're willing to pay that price. Uh, here's a couple, Matt, involving Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders for Cam Akers and Dontrell Hilliard. Obviously, you're not getting anything with Cam Akers this year. Uh, Hilliard mentioned him in short term. Uh, yeah, things, mentioned so. him in our waiver wire section. Maybe he'll help you over the next couple of weeks. Potentially, uh, it, this comes down to Sanders versus Acres. Who you like more long term? That's such a weird trade. It is you know, because yeah. <laughs> you know Acres helps you for t- next year, and Hilliard probably doesn't at all, but can get you through this week or next. Maybe you know so. I do think Hilliard has a little value, and we mentioned him in the pickup area. He's somebody that I would try to shop for a third-round pick or some prospect or whatever at the moment, so I don't want to hang too much on him. I was watching the Rams game, though, Sunday, and whoever announced it said, well, the Rams are hoping to get Akers back at the end of the year. My my jaw hit the floor. (laughs) I was like, really? I mean, is that true? I'm, I'm... I think I still want Sanders. That injury to me was a big one and just looms too strong. Yeah, there had been some reports uh, a couple weeks ago, I guess, that Akers could actually return and um, uh, Sean McVay was asked about it and basically wouldn't rule it out that that if they make the playoff run that he could could see some action at that point. So – uh, that okay. would that would be amazing, first of all. But uh, I think I'm I think I'm going to go against you on this one. I'm going to shoot you? for um, for the Acres side here, along with Dontrell Hilliard. Uh, here's another Adam Thielen for Miles Sanders and a third rounder. So again, we know the value of third rounders. You can you can find something there, but uh, definitely not not anything we're going to count on or presume. So Thielen versus Sanders. 
Probably Sanders, but I can feel in credit. I mean, all these analytic folks will tell you time and time again that, you know, touchdowns regress to the mean yeah. and all those things. But this guy catches touchdowns all the time because him and his quarterback know each other extremely well. He's really good at it, and Cousin throws him the ball consistently down by the goal line. So I don't know if that's going away anytime soon. Yeah, when I did Dynasty startups this offseason, I was shocked how cheap Thielen was. Mm-hmm. You know, there was almost like he was Larry Fitzgerald or A.J. Green or somebody that's, like, going to retire any minute now. I mean, for how how cheap you could get him. But I still think Sanders is more appealing. Yeah, that that one's team-dependent for me. If, I've, if I'm not contending, uh, I'll take a shot on the running back and, and the pick. If I'm contending now, though, and, and Thielen can help me, uh, in that playoff run, I'm I'm willing to pay that price for him. Okay. Yeah, that makes some sense. All right, so that's where we are with Miles Sanders. When we come back, we'll talk about a, a buy-low trade target from the NFC North. Folks, in life, we're all bound for different things. With BeachBound.com vacations, you could be bound for adventure, bound for passion, bound for discovery, or bound for togetherness, bound for immersion, bound for rejuvenation, or you may you just want to be bound for encountering the unexpected. Personally, man, when, when I'm at a beach or a beach resort, I'm bound to end up at the poolside bar, drinking my hand, maybe creating my own taco flight or having a good meal. Uh, as long as I've got a good view and a good drink in my hand, I'll be happy as can be. But with beachbound.com, you can find the perfect beach vacation for you, no matter what you are looking for. So what are you bound for? Visit beachbound.com today. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We are back. We are talking buy low trade targets. Uh, we we mentioned Miles Sanders before the break. Kind of sounds like we were split on him, Matt. Um, definitely like the talent, but frustrated with that situation. I'm probably sure. I'm probably staying away at the cost we discussed in those trades. Sounds like you are considering going after Miles Sanders. Let's move over to the NFC North. Uh, this player has been one of the biggest busts of the entire season. Allen Robinson, wide receiver for the Bears. Uh, just, uh, just a horrible start to his season. Uh, he's missed the past couple of games with an injury, and that's almost been good news for his fantasy managers because you don't have to consider uh, starting him when he's when he's not playing. Uh, we kind of know the situation. Uh, almost certainly leaving the Bears following this season, uh, he'll be a free agent once again. They've tagged him now, I think, two years in a row. So can't imagine that they would do that three times. I know the price goes up every time. Uh, so a a Rob no, no, is a Rob is going to be free, and it it uh, a a top quarterback has to be at the top of his list when he starts looking for new teams. Yeah, it's interesting because I the more I've watched him this year, the more I've thought he's a declining player. Yeah. You know, and we've seen guys like Mooney and even to some degree Komet you know, going past him, and it it doesn't matter who the quarterback is, they favor the non-Robinson target. And he's been unhappy here for a couple years, that's pretty much common knowledge, and players hate getting franchised. Is he going through the motions with this team and ready to explode? I don't know. I I tend to think that 
you know, a string of bad quarterbacks he was able to overcome throughout his career and no longer. And I wonder if he's just really slowing down. But, you know, you've spelled this out so well over the years doing these podcasts that if you were to acquire him now, there will be a day in the offseason that he signs with the Packers or the Saints or whoever, and his value will spike. So am I actively trying to add him? No, but I would, you know, a a big deal throwing Allen Robinson type of, you know, I mean, one of those type of deals maybe because there will be a day that his value goes up. Let me see if your mind changes any when you hear these prices. Allen Robinson for a second round rookie pick. If I think it's early, I want the pick. If I think it's late, I want Robinson. Okay. Allen Robinson and a second rounder for Christian Kirk. Uh, Kirk's not worth that. I agree. And Allen Robinson even up for Jarvis Landry. Fair. But I think I'll take Robinson. I would take Robinson there as well. And and I, how about Robinson even up for Kirk? I think Kirk is worth more at this point. Couple years younger, yeah. Um, yeah. better offense right now, and and of course the questions that we mentioned as far as uh, where a Rob is playing next year. And and Kirk's had a solid season. Of course, part of that has come as a result of some injuries to his. Uh, to his teammates, mm-hmm. but I think he's he certainly gained value uh, this season so far. Uh, I couldn't just choose one player in the NFC South, Matt, so we're going to try to squeeze two guys in here. First, wide receiver from the Atlanta Falcons, Calvin Ridley. We've talked about Ridley's situation. Uh, at this point, we are assuming we don't see him back on the field uh, the rest of this season, uh, taking care of himself and his mental health. Uh, hopefully, though, he does return in 2022, and uh, boy, this team needs him. They have been they, they were yeah. they were not great when he was on the field at the start of the season, but they've been uh, they've been even worse uh, since Ridley uh, started his his time away from the team and from the league. Uh, what are you doing with Calvin Ridley? Um. First off, it amazes me how different the Falcons are with and without Cordero Patterson, let alone Ridley. I mean, so if you could put all that together, you you can envision a potentially strong passing game, good offense. Um, I actually ran this deal by you, and it was a deal that I have a a very good team. Very bad luck this year. I'm not going to make the playoffs, but I have a really good roster. And someone offered me Lockett, or I had Mixon and Lockett, and they offered me Ridley. Comet, my tight ends were pretty bad, and I'm high on Comet, and a first, and I took it. So, you know, I looked at it like Ridley's was worth more than Mixon in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Will he get to that point again? I don't know. Mixon's stock keeps going up, but I also think Mixon's stock's a little inflated. And, of course, I'm hoping that Ridley plays again. I mean, like, I don't know that we know he's going to play again. Sure, sure. I, you know, we don't know. No, it. I don't think we can assume that, uh, or, or we can't say with certainty um, right. about his, his status moving forward. But I'm in. I mean, I'm really to risk an asset like Mixon to get him. Yeah, I am as well. His price has certainly dropped. Uh, I, I was surprised at this first deal, at least. Calvin Ridley and a second rounder for Devonta Adams. Oh, I want Adams. I want Adams there as well. Uh, I mean, Ridley... 
just just one year younger than Adam, so it's it's not like you're losing a ton there in age, age yeah. right? You're not you're not losing a ton going up to Adams, and you're obviously getting uh, some elite production for the rest we, of the season. We should season. mention too that Ridley's stock dropped a little this year before the mental illness situation. Too. Yes, very. You know, like people are talking about him like a top five dynasty receiver, and I, that never quite added up. To me. Very true. Uh, got off to a slow start, and his value was. Uh, was trending down even before he stepped away. Uh, the next one I like, though, Calvin Ridley for Brandon Cooks. Calvin Ridley for Brandon Cooks, did you say? That yep. broke up a little bit. Yep, even up. I'll take Ridley there. Yeah, me as well. Last one, Calvin Ridley for Rondale Moore and a second-round pick. I still want Ridley. I want Ridley there also. That's, that's pretty fair. I think that's the closest one of the three, uh, with the first being... Clearly Adams, second being clearly Ridley. So maybe that third deal, again, it was Ridley for Rondell Moore in a second rounder. Uh, maybe that's uh, representative of, of what you might have to pay in a fair trade for Ridley. Uh, I don't think Ridley will ever be a top five guy, no. but I do think he's a wide receiver one. I think he can be, certainly. I mean, we've yeah. we've seen that touchdown upside for, for really throughout his entire career until this year. Right, right, right. Matt, after the break, we will talk about two more players to finish up our buy low trade targets. First, let me tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the easiest and fastest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action as well. Uh, before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs for the playoff. Head to the website or use your mobile device, very easy, to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. 50%. You're going to use our Locked On, locked on promo code, Locked On, all one word, all caps, 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code Locked On. Bet Online your online sportsbook experts. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Check out tomorrow's show when we finish up our mid-season ranking series by re-ranking the 2021 rookie class. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Matt, I told you I couldn't decide on just one wide receiver in the NFC South. We already talked about Calvin Ridley. We like him as a trade target. Uh, What about Michael Thomas, the Saints wide receiver? Uh, Probably a good chance he never plays for the Saints again. Uh, He will miss the entire season with that same injury that cost him almost all of last season. And there's some, some controversy and drama around that, the, around the way Ridley handled it, the way the team handled it. And none of that helps as dynasty value, but ultimately it probably doesn't matter. Uh, what does matter is um, if we see him back on the field in 2022 and which team he might be playing for. What are you doing with Michael Thomas? Yeah, I mean, I think lumping him and Ridley together are it makes a lot of sense because I do think both will play. There was a time when they were both healthy and at the height of their powers. 
that I thought they were a little bit overrated in the Dynasty community mm-hmm. because they're not DK Metcalf, you know, AJ Brown, Julio. I mean, just physically, they're not blow you away talents. And so there was a stretch there when they were really humming that I thought they were both sells. And now I think they're both buys. I mean, I, I think that you would pay similar prices. I prefer Ridley. I don't know if you do or not. Although I, do. I think there's a, yep. uh, I mean, just, uh, I think he's a little more dynamic and, uh, you know, but uh, I think Thomas is in the same ballpark, you know, where he's probably a strong wide receiver too, no matter where he ends up. And I don't think it'll be New Orleans. We liked the prices we saw for Allen Robinson. Uh, Michael Thomas's are equally uh, appealing, I would say. Michael Thomas for Kenny Galladay, even up. Oh, wow, Thomas. Yep. I think Galladay's jumped. Yeah, I, I do too. <laughs> Michael Thomas for a future second-round pick. Oh, Thomas. Mm-hmm. And Michael Thomas for Christian Kirk and Darnell Mooney. So you're getting Kirk I'm and Mooney. I'm a big Mooney fan. He's been playing well. Uh, yeah. I'm not a big Kirk fan, as people probably figured out 10 minutes ago or so. Man, if I could get Mooney. How about Mooney in a two? I think I want Mooney. Um, yeah, I, I probably I probably would take the younger guys here, Kirk and Mooney. But that's mm-hmm. it, it's fair. I, like I mean, you, there's, there's some risk on both sides of that one, of course. Mm-hmm. I get it. Based on those prices, uh, I, I would be a buyer on Michael Thomas, but in general, uh, not not so much. Matt, let's finish up our buy low trade target uh, series with uh, the NFC West. We've already mentioned Cam Akers a little bit. Let's go back to him now. That Rams running game is, has been pretty impressive. I I've really have been happy with what Daryl Henderson has done, although he's in a little bit of a, a cold stretch right now, as as are the the entire Rams' offense, really, uh, compared to what uh, compared to how they started the season. But I think the success of Henderson has to be factored in here to our expectations for Acres. Not to mention that injury that we talked about earlier. What are you thinking with Cam Acres? I adored him before his injury. Yeah. I mean, I had him ranked extremely high. I'm a little worried about the Ramzo line, though, and their overall physicality at the moment. And I think they're leaning heavily on Stafford, and they should probably get back to the ground game a little more. And maybe they would if there was more of an every-down type back. I still think Henderson is best kind of as a satellite change of pace, but a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, but this recent positive injury news makes me very interested in Akers. I mean, not close to the prices I would have paid six months ago when I was giving up a ton for the guy, but I still think there's a lot of good football ahead, and I like his game a lot. The prices, I think, are are very reasonable for Cam Akers. We see Cam Akers, I'm shocked at this first one, by the way, Cam Akers and a first-rounder for Rashad Bateman. Oh, I mean, Bateman's fine, but I still want the other side. Yeah, I, I, I think Cam Akers for Bateman one for one is pretty fair. Uh, add, adding the first in is plenty for me to go in that side. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the Akers side here. Uh, Cam Akers for Joe Mixon. Mixon. Mixon for me yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, Cam Akers for a second and two third rounders. That's just not enough. Oh, no, I don't want spare pieces. No, he's a chance to be a running back one maybe as soon as next year. So, no, I don't. That's not enough. 
And I think this one is probably the closest Cam Akers and a third for Marquise Hollywood Brown. Hmm. That one's tough for me. I think Brown's a really good player and an underrated player. I would probably go Brown and just take the bird in the hand, but might regret it. Yeah, we're done. We're, we're in lockstep on this one. I would take Brown pretty easily here, actually, especially if I'm uh, contending and, and need that piece for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I'm totally with you. I, I like uh, I like Cam Akers. I still want him on my team. I'm not necessarily trying to dump him if I have him, but I'm not paying Mixon for him. And I'm not paying Hollywood for him. Um, so pretty, pretty wide uh, range of, uh, of trades here with the picks uh, versus a guy like Hollywood Brown or, or Joe Mixon. So uh, seems like the price on Cam Akers is all over, all over the place. What if the worst team in your league offered you their second and third for him? No. So you'll probably get like the 13th pick and the what? 25th pick or whatever. Yeah, no, I would, I would rather have uh, I'd rather have Akers in that situation. Okay. That is it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.